The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody out there in Radioland. This is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. You're listening to the first live Webcology in like two weeks. It's uh, Thursday, December the 17th, and I am broadcasting from the Linux Cafe at Christie and Grace um, in Toronto. I'm sorry, make that Harvard and Grace in uh, beautiful but freezing Toronto, Canada. Dave Davies is off on the left coast in Victoria, British Columbia. Dave, what's it like out there? Uh, you know, it's it's a little rainy, <laughs> but yeah, I know I from bet. where you're from, you're like you probably have a few words that you can't mutter on the air. But um, yeah, it's all in all, it's uh, it's not bad. Probably sitting at a you know low forties kind of kind of temperature. So I can't complain. It is freaking cold here. It's, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to even try to do the conversion to Fahrenheit, but they said it was negative 7 or negative 10 this morning, and that's, um, in, in Fahrenheit, that's freaking cold. Freaking cold Fahrenheit. <laughs> oh, man, it's been an amazing two or three weeks. When, when's the last time we did a live show, dude? That would have been the week before um, the extremely enjoyable affiliate convention. Wasn't that uh, great? I know. I think you did. I know I did. We did some occasional live podcasts from Affiliate Convention. I know you probably did a, a lot of stuff while you were in um, Chicago as well that I didn't have the pleasure of attending. But, um, yeah, it's been, I think we're on, uh, I think this is three weeks now since our last, uh, our last live show. Well, folks, folks listening out there on either listening live or listening to podcasts, I want to tell you what Webmaster Radio goes through to bring you news from the industry. Our whole team has traveled cross-continent three times in the last two weeks. We were in Los Angeles. We were in Chicago. Half the team went back to Fort Lauderdale. The other half, uh, me specifically, not not the other half. Actually, my fractions are all wrong. But me came back up here to Toronto. And we have been going gangbusters over the last, whoa, I don't know, four, four to six months. Preparing affiliate convention, covering SMX, covering ad tech, covering SES, presenting our own convention, uh, affiliate convention, uh, which just took place in Los Angeles, uh, December third and fourth. And by all accounts, that was a a good show. I'm I'm a little bit biased, of course, but Dave, uh, you were one of the speakers at affiliate convention. In all honesty, how was the show? You know what? I had a great time, and something I was surprised that when i went down there i thought uh, you know it's it's on the west coast pretty close i mean who's who's going to complain who lives in canada about going hitting la at this time of year great opportunity to see some friends as it turned out and 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 for all of our seo friends who are listening who who maybe have the, the opportunity or, or considering uh, speaking or, or attending this event 
fantastic for business um, and, and fantastic for other, um, you know, sort of press-related opportunities. So um, the takeaways were fantastic. The content, refreshingly, and, and, and I'm not biased, so I get to just say this, um, the content was refreshingly unique because you had a different set of speakers. There was, you know, there was some, some people that, that I knew and I, I'd listened to before. You know, Tim Ash did a fantastic keynote there on day two and, and stuff like that, but um, got to hear some speakers that I hadn't heard before. Um, you know, talking about subjects that were a little different than I'd, I'd you know, heard spoken about before because everything was from a slightly different angle. So I think even just from the opportunity to get things from a slightly different perspective, from the perspective of affiliate marketers, I mean, these are people generally small business people and, and the networks that support them down in the trenches every day selling e-commerce products. Uh, it, it was it was really really a, a unique experience to hear things from a different perspective and and uh, and really good from a business standpoint. So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the next one. Well, speaking of the next one, I want you to grab your calendars, take a pencil, and the entire second and third week of June, set it aside. We had specific dates set, but then we found out that one of our conference partners is doing another conference up in Halifax, so we changed our dates. But it's going to be somewhere around the second or third week of June in Denver, back at the Colorado Convention Center, where we held our very first affiliate convention. Mid-June, friends, if you weren't able to make it to uh, Los Angeles in December, and if you weren't make, able to make it to uh, Denver back there in June, I urge you, in June 2010, show up for affiliate convention. And if you're a working affiliate, you're going to get in free. Apply now, apply often, and uh, get yourself on that show floor because it's a uh, we've we've gone out of our way to make a show lineup and a trade show that appeals directly to affiliate marketers. The Hyatt Regency Century Plaza, where uh, where the show was hosted, fantastic location. I think it is one of the nicest hostels I've stayed at uh, during a convention. So great choice. Um, on the part of the organizers, and um, kudos to uh, to the Hyatt. It was a, a it was a really fantastic hotel. I, I liked the, the staff there were great, and the, the hotel rooms were, were excellent. I mean, I, I saw yours, Jim. Yours was a little better than the rest of ours. But, uh, well, uh, you know, I was kind of working hard. They kind of, you know, when you organize a, a conference, you're expected to entertain people and have meetings in your room and stuff. So, Jim, yeah, you didn't um, mind that king-size bed, okay? And I certainly didn't mind that king size bed. No, no. All to yourself. You're, you're by right. The way. I certainly didn't mind that king size bed or the three balconies. I kind of enjoyed the three balconies too. But you know what? That's not what we're here to. We're not here to talk about luxury. We're here to talk about the business of doing business on the web. We sure are. And um, on our show today, we have uh, two great guests. The first one is Super Affiliate Rosalind Gardner, um, author of the Super Affiliate Handbook. And our second guest coming up after the, you know, after after about thirty-five minutes is David Randall, director of account management at MyAds from MySpace and Fox Network. Both are going to be great interviews. Before we jump over to uh, Rosalind Gardner, though, Dave, um, it's been a. I, I I don't even want to think about the news of the last two weeks. I just got two things on my mind right now: uh, Google's URL shortening service and the hassle that's going to cause other search engines, and. Uh, the IAB has come out with new terms and conditions for interactive ads. Uh, what do you got? 
Um, you know, obviously on my radar, and I'm sure a, a lot of our listeners as well, um, I have spent so much time lately just basically watching caffeine. <laughs> and, and I know it's kind of useless to do. I, I know this, and, and, and I can know it in my soul. Um, and yet I, I can't help myself but sit there and search. And, in fact, one of the windows I have open is, is just, just caffeinated results. Um, I'm going to do our listeners a favor because some people may not yet be aware of where it is located. Um, so I'm just going to drop into our chat. Yet another reason for our listeners to be in the chat room, uh, at least the, uh, the live ones. I'm just going to drop in the, the IP address. Um, I'd launch it with, a, with a, a search in there. The search I'm just picking is SEO, just a fairly unbiased one. The reason I do that is I found when I just search the IP, it defaults me back to Google.com. But if I have a search query in there, I can keep running more and more searches. So anyways, just for all, any of our listeners who, uh, who want to, uh, uh, to pop in there and, and see how they're doing on caffeine, um, that's been the big thing on my radar, although I did, and thank you for forwarding uh, the link to me. I did have a chance to read, uh, read Michael's. Uh, analysis on the uh, on, on the URL shorteners and, and do a little research into it. Do you want to lead the way on this one because it is it's funny. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at okay. it from a funny perspective, but um, I find it entertaining. This uh, um, what Michael had uh, had noted there. Google has jumped on the URL shortening bandwagon, much like uh, Bitly. They uh, are now introducing a uh, URL short- shortener, G-O-O-G dot L-E. Now that's all well and good. Except uh, Michael Gray, the, the great Gray Wolf, did a little bit of research into what happens to the URL as a spider queries information from that URL. And, you know, he noticed that it's got to bounce to three unique 301 redirects. Now, Googlebot can do that. Googlebot can bounce from redirect to redirect to redirect and then grab content off of the page and, and, and make a listing out of it. But can Bing Spider do that? Can uh, the spider formerly known as Slurp do that? Can uh, spiders for lesser engines do that or for shopping or comparison engines do that? Where He's not so sure and I'm not so sure. And so Michael's asking, is Google doing this on purpose to sort of, you know, push other, other competitors out of a, a market that's, you know, clear, uh, the mobile market, which is clearly going to be growing rapidly? Uh, you know, I've got to think, and, and I'm sure so do you, that it's, I mean, he makes very, very good points, whether this is their primary reasoning or not. I mean, I, I, I love a Google, a good Google conspiracy as much as an expert. I mean, we all, we all do. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, I, I think evil just today. occasionally things might happen that just kind of happen. And, and, and I don't know if, if this is a case of Google going, hey, let's, let's try and screw everything up. I mean, how many, and I mean, you've, you've been in the industry how longer than I have. How many times have you seen a, an algorithm update happen on Google where they tweak point A and point Y breaks? And, and say, anybody remember the Florida update, right? Like we all, we all do where you make a change here and it affects something over there. Um, I mean, it, uh, that that happens so often that I mean that just maybe well what's happening here where Google did a thing and you know when it's under the scrutiny of SEOs looking to go wow what did they screw up this time um, you know we go oh okay and and obviously they're trying to do something sinister because you know it, it's causing this effect basically they may have looked at this thing and go how can we make this work hey here's a way to make this work gone with it and now under the scrutiny of other people those people are going oh well it does this too you must be trying to 
to, to, to deceive things or, or try and augment things to, in, in your direction. They may well have not even looked at it from that perspective. Mobile so. is going to be a multi-billion dollar environment. And Google already works in, I mean, multi-billions in terms of Google is like pocket change. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't know about this, Dave. I mean, like, I've, I've thrown so many bricks at Google over the years um, and thrown so many compliments at them at, at the same time. Like, I'm, I'm amazed at what these people have been able to do in less than a decade. But they, uh, they're not above using their muscle to push others out of, a, out of an emerging market. Um, we know that they're, like, extra obsessive about mobile, and I'm positive that these billion redirects, these three unique redirects you got to go through using their shortened URL are, in fact, a, uh, well, come on. I mean, who's, who does that? Bitly doesn't do that. Um, Bitly doesn't make you do, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't make the spider jump around to three different unique redirects. Um, so why would they do this? You know, um, again, that's, I, I suggest people go check out Grey Wolf's article. It's at wolfhowl.com slash SEO slash Google's dash URL dash mess. Read his, uh, the, the, the link is up in the chat room. Check it out. Read his opinion for yourself. Um, Dave, we actually, we do got to move on. Um, because we have Rosalind Gardner waiting on hold, and we also have the fellows from uh, MySpace coming up, and I just don't want to waste that much time. Sounds good. Um, so I, we probably got to go to commercial break now, don't we? It's that, we that do. Moment. I'm going to throw one more link into the chat room. I urge people to check it out, especially if they're doing uh, display advertising. The IAB has come out with new standards for, uh, for online advertising, especially around the display space. Um, a lot of it's pertaining to mobile, uh, online marketers. Check this stuff out. This is the environment you're working in now. Dave, you're right. We do got to go to a commercial. And yes, Carrie, I hope it's time for my favorite commercial. And folks, stick around. In a couple of minutes, we're coming back with Rosalind Gardner, author of the Super Affiliate Handbook. Friends, you listen to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio and Dave Davies from Beatstock SEO. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. XYZ in the affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up as a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agree that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Where to the start? You can do it a couple ways. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to xy7.com. This 
is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR Web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, December 17, 2009. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from webmasterradio.fm and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. I just want to mention that I'm broadcasting from the Linux Cafe at 326 Harvard Street in downtown Toronto. That's at uh, Harvard and Grace, just a block south of the Christie Subway Station. For all you Toronto geeks who want to check out a serious Class A cyber cafe, uh, Linux Cafe is the place. You know, these guys gave me a hard wire to work with. I'm not even. I'm not even working working Wi-Fi. They uh, they have hard wires at every table in this cafe. It's a uh, it's a great place. Our first guest is uh, well, this is one of the most interesting people in affiliate marketing. Um, started just under a decade ago and tells a story about how her very first affiliate check was uh, for ten dollars and ninety nine cents. That was enough to get her hooked. Few years later, in 2003, she deposited over $436,797,000 in her bank account. And recently, in 2007, she made in one day a $70,965.55 deposit in her bank account. Rosalind Gardner, author of the Super Affiliate Handbook, welcome to Webcology on Webmaster Radio. Oh, thank you so much, Jim. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you so much. You're, you're such a cutie patootie for doing this interview with us. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> and actually, doing this makeup interview, because I interviewed you on the floor at Affiliate Convention a couple weeks ago, and I was exhausted, and I thought the interview, I thought you were great. I thought I stunk, so thank you for doing this makeup. Uh, you're, t- you're too kind. I think it was the other way around, but whatever. <laughs> oh, hardly. So, okay. <laughs> How did you get started? I mean, you, you, you got started back in what, 1999, 2000, and you had a really small payday at the beginning, but that was enough to get you hooked. How did that happen? Actually, to be honest, it was 1997. It was December 31st of 1997, and I was sitting in a chat room getting hit on, and I uh, saw a banner ad that said uh, webmasters make money, and of course, I had a little website, a three-page website, so that qualified me to be a webmaster, right? And, um, yeah, so I, uh, I actually landed on the uh, one and only um, network, which was a dating network at the time. It's been absorbed by Match.com. 
And um, they basically, you know, said a little bit about affiliate marketing. And uh, I thought, oh, how good would this be? Send people to dating services. Maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll buy a membership myself and make some money at the same time. And, uh, yeah, I think I registered the domain a couple days later. And by the end of February, I had my first check. And that was enough to keep you going to, well, to the present where you're making, you know, multiple five-figure deposits in your account every month. Yeah, and, and making a whole lot more for the merchants, millions every year. <laughs> now, you are considered, with inarguably, one of the world's super affiliates. What did you do before becoming an affiliate marketer? I actually was an air traffic controller. Okay, so working online is so not stressful. <laughs> exactly. Relatively speaking. Exactly. I was actually looking for a way out. I was working in, um, um, well, you mentioned that you're in Toronto, and I'm from Toronto originally, so I was uh, working in Canada as an air traffic controller in uh, in Calgary, and the shift schedules were just stupid. I mean, I would, you know, I'd be off a morning shift at uh, 2 o'clock and expected to be back at 11 o'clock, and... You know, that just wasn't enough time to, to do everything I wanted to do, let alone, you know, eat or get some exercise. And I found that it was affecting my health. So I knew I had to, uh, I had to make something work. And um, I really kind of liked staying at home and working on my computer. <laughs> yes, it's, you know, it's advantageous. I, I, to be honest, as much as I love this type of cafe, I wish I was sitting at home working on my computer. Um, you know, Ross... So many talented internet marketers come from British Columbia. There's, there's you, there's James Martell, there's uh, PPC Maven, Maven Mona Al-Saley. Um, why British Columbia? Why BC? Um, I don't know. It, I guess BC is kind of a, it's a lifestyle kind of place, and so we're probably more, um, you know, motivated to, to work less and play more and, uh, you know, in the beautiful surroundings here and... Um, affiliate marketing just, you know, kind of works for that. <laughs> Is it, uh, you've been, in, you've been in the affiliate marketing business for over 10 years now. You've seriously established not only a niche for yourself, but as you said, for thousands of other marketers who work with you. Is it still possible for someone to start today, start fresh today and achieve the kind of success you've seen? You know, I don't see why not. I um, I think that the, for me, the biggest thing is: Are you passionate about the topic? Like, I'm a I'm a content publisher. I work um, almost exclusively with blogs, and within the next couple of days, it will be exclusively with blogs. And it's all about um, you know pumping out. Uh, well, I shouldn't use the, tra- the the term pumping out, but providing you know seriously good information about a topic that you enjoy working with um, to to people who have similar interests, and then uh, promoting products that um, that dovetail with those interests and uh, making money in, at the, in the meantime. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And yeah, I mean, it's it's so simple to set up a blog nowadays. It's I mean, it takes a minute. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it, it might not happen overnight. It never does happen overnight. You know, it took me, uh, uh, well, I was making a, I was doing, what, $5,000 a month by the end of the first year, 10000 uh, and that does mean in the bank uh, by the end of the second year. And it was 2002 that I had that uh, 436000 um, which, of course, was like something more than 650000 Canadian, which was nice. Um, you know, so it wasn't, it didn't happen overnight. I didn't just emerge from the woodwork, and uh, neither do any of the other affiliates. 
But um, if it's, you know, work that you're interested in and enjoy, there's absolutely no reason why somebody shouldn't, um, shouldn't um, replace their income and, and, many more, and many times over. Now, I think one of the things that I find advantageous, and, and your confirmation here and, and, and notes would be greatly appreciated, one thing I find advantageous about affiliate marketing as opposed to um, working for, you know, running a, another type of, of company as, as an entrepreneur is the flexibility. I know Jim asked earlier about is it too late to get in. One of the things I love about affiliate marketing is there's always a, a new thing, right? a new product launches, a new something that will level the playing field again and provide new opportunities for people who aren't entrenched in the rankings or have the money to, to bid themselves high and, and these sorts of things. Now, the one unequal thing to me would be we've got to compete against people like you. <laughs> uh, you know, people who understand how to launch these things, who can get that blog set up in, in seconds, who know what kind of content works. How would somebody just interested in affiliate marketing, just getting their start, how do they find that next new thing? Um, and and how do they learn how to do what you've already done? Well, um, how do how do you learn? I mean, uh, setting up a blog. Uh, if you've got a, um, if you're using a web host with cPanel, seriously, um, you know, like Bluehost has simple scripts. It's uh, it's a one minute install. Not even not even that. It's two hits of a button and type in the name of the directory to which you want to install your blog, and your blog is online. Now, granted, there's you know there's a little bit more that goes with it, but there's beautiful templates available that will make your blog look really professional. Just install it and uh, do a couple of tweaks, and it looks really good. Buy yourself a logo, or if you've got some graphic design experience, you know, make one up. Um, and it, you know, I think most of it is simple, common sense. Um, it doesn't always have to be the latest and greatest, and I don't do I don't go after the latest and greatest because I figure if I have to keep chasing all of that, um, that means I'm going to be sitting at my desk more than than what I need to. I I like evergreen and I like big markets um, and stuff that you know people are buying every single day of the year. I don't do much seasonal, um, and it, it's just. It really is common sense. Treat people the way you would like to be treated. Give them fair and honest reviews and, uh, you know, build trust and, and credibility with your audience. Build an audience. Build a, you know, uh, certainly have a list of subscribers through an autoresponder series. And, um, you know, once again, just deal with people the way you would you would like to be dealt with. If you're looking for information about um, fishing rods, then, you know, seriously, you want to be talking to somebody who actually uses one. Well, no, so what you would wrote be the super then the first step, like you uh, talked and, and great advice about setting up an autoresponder series, these sorts of things. And I mean, highly effective. Heck, I, I get, you know, I get them from SitePoint, and you know, half the time, yeah, it'll work. And they've just sold me a book, um, and, and these sorts of things. But of course, to do that, you need the the user to visit. What are some good, inexpensive strategies for getting those first seed sets of users that can provide you that revenue to to continue to move forward? You know, once again, um, the, weir- the word is, is WordPress. Uh, WordPress, if you are, um, if you're creating titles that uh, show up in the engines that they do, you know, it's it's amazing. I can I can write a blog post and it will show up on Google within you know nine minutes, uh, and sometimes even less. Um, because I'm, I'm titling, or I'm, the, the titles that I'm using are of interest to a to a lot of people, and so they come and visit my blogs. I've got new, you know, I'm building new subscribers, or I'm generating new subscribers every single day of the week. 
um, every single you know hour of the day for sure. Uh, so that you know, easy, the easiest way to get search engine traffic is by using you know blog technology, and um, you can use pay per click search engine advertising. It is you know it is certainly expensive in some niches at the moment. Um, I'm using it much less all of the time. Um, social social media marketing through Facebook and and Twitter, I automate a lot of those things. So you know, I'm just um, if I post to my blog, it just automatically goes to my Twitter account. It goes to my Facebook account, um, and then occasionally I get in there and, and do a little bit of you know uh, chatting with you know <laughs> with users that I know, um, and um, and video. I've managed to attract a lot of traffic to my free traffic to my sites um, using video on on YouTube, and um, and once again, it's just about providing good information all the way around. Uh, Roslyn, you wrote the Super Affiliate Handbook in 2003. Has there been a lot of change in the affiliate marketing world since then? And have you published new editions since then? I'm constantly revising that book. Uh, the one on Amazon doesn't get revived as, uh, revised as often, uh, but the electronic version is, you know, every couple of months I do a, a revision. Um, and actually I'm, I'm turning out a, a multimedia version of that that is just going to be easier because it too is on a WordPress platform. Um, and yes, in the last, uh, well, since the book was published in 2003, it's six years six and a half years, actually, there have, there's been a lot of changes, but most of it for the good. Like, I, the book is actually getting thinner. Um, it, it's just because the, um, the technology is so much better. And, uh, you know, as for, once again, I'm going to have to say WordPress. It's like the answer to um, the content publisher's prayers. It's, um, and there's so many more ways to, to get the word out, too. You know, once again, social media marketing and, uh, and video marketing and... Um, less reliance on on PPC, so that your your ROI is higher nowadays. It's I would say all around. It's um, despite increased competition, I would say that the chances are you know are better actually of getting people to your site if your site is highly specific and relevant to us to a certain topic. Okay, Roslyn, we have to we have to keep moving. We only have about five minutes left in the segment, so I want to just shoot a couple questions at you really quickly um, about affiliate convention. Uh, you spoke at affiliate convention two weeks ago in Los Angeles. How was the experience? It's, that's a new series. Um, how was the experience compared to speaking at, at, at more established conventions? It was great. I really did enjoy that convention. Um, it's not, you know, it's not, there's not five million people there. And uh, for those of us who tend to be perhaps a little bit more more shy, which, you know, would be me, it's easier to meet people there and talk to them. Um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And the caliber of speakers um, was fabulous. You know, people from, uh, you know, big affiliate networks and, you know, the fact that uh, Douche was, uh, from ClickBank was, was sitting on our panel, I was quite in awe, actually. <laughs> it, was, it was excellent. I really enjoyed it. Okay, you were in awe of other panelists. That is a hell of a testimonial. Seriously, that is a great testimonial. Um, moving into 2010, do you have any uh, any special goals that you're able to share with the audience? Special goals? Um, well, uh, it's the same thing every year. It's make more money and work less. <laughs> is there any uh, any points that affiliate marketers should think about as uh, you know as the market's changing, as the market's maturing again, moving moving into the new year? Is there anything that they, they should keep top of mind? 
Yeah, forget tricks and, um, you know, concentrate on building a sustainable business through through publishing. That's what, you know, when you talk to anybody from the big affiliate networks and that is what they are looking for. Um, the search marketers are having a tougher time. More and more of the merchants are, you know, refusing to allow bidding on their brands and, and other terms um, and not allowing, um, you know, traffic that maybe emanates from, from Twitter or Facebook or what have you. So, you know, it's all about... It's really all about back back to basics. You know, it might seem a little bit harder in the beginning, but once you've built it, once you've built it out, it's sustainable. And especially if you're evergreen, you know, you don't have to worry about changing out those links all the time. Okay, I have one last question for you, and then I'm afraid I'm going to have to let you go, although I want to keep this, this conversation going for a long time. Um, this is from a Canadian perspective. With the introduction of a harmonized sales tax, is that going to affect Canadian affiliate marketers at all? Um, you know, that's not really a, that's not really something that I've um, thought about. Actually, I've been trying to ignore it. And uh, most of the money that I make from the, <laughs> yes, uh, uh, from affiliate sales is, uh, is in American dollars. So I just wish our, our dollar would tank in a big way. But, you know, that's just me. Um, again, I, there's, a, there's, there's a number of us out there who share your concerns about that. <laughs> uh, Rosalind Gardner, super affiliate, um, author of the Super Affiliate Handbook, extraordinary speaker and again extraordinary marketer thank you so much for spending time with us again on webmaster radio thank you so kindly friends that was uh rosalind gardner you can uh hear more you can read more of Ros's thoughts if you go to her blog which is netprofitstoday.com slash blog or you can read her website at rosalindgardner.com stick around we have a half a show coming up, and that half show is going to be occupied by David Randall, Director of Account Management at My Ads from MySpace. Before we get to David, well, you know, we got some of our own account management to do. We've got to pay some bills here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. You listen to Webcology on Webmaster Radio for Thursday, December 17th. Stick around. We have a hell of a segment coming right up. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, ParadaLogic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. 
Revenues can come from many different sources. Are you capturing additional revenue from your payment processor or leaving money on the table? Lytle & Company can help you grow your top-line revenue. Lytle & Company provides payment processing and consultative merchant services for multi-channel retailers, along with Internet and direct response businesses who sell directly to consumers. Lower the total cost of payment acceptance while improving your business processes and chargeback management with Lytle & Company's innovative reporting and analytics features. Lytle & Company, the card's not present, but we are. Find out more at Lytle, L-I-T-L-E dot com. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Well, welcome back, folks. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO with Jim Hedger uh, from Webmaster Radio. And we have the pleasure of being joined today by a gentleman I met at Affiliate Convention, Mr. David Randall, Director of Account Management for MyAds, Fox Audience Network. Uh, David, how's it going? Very good. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic. Um, had a chance to meet you, obviously, at uh, down at Affiliate Convention. How did, the, uh, how did the show go for you? Did you enjoy your time there? I enjoyed it, and it went very, very good. Met a lot of good people and a lot of good companies and made a lot of good contacts. Wonderful. Of course, uh, I'm sure Jim, more than anybody else, is, is extremely happy to hear that. But um, I'm going to end that segment just because uh, I've got so many questions for you that I just want to like launch right in here and make sure we have time to at least cover most of them. I can guarantee we'll run out of time. If we had two hours, we, we would anyway. Um, you guys deal with the um, sort of ad distribution um, through MySpace, Fox Network. Is that, is that correct? What can you tell us about that? That is correct. Uh, MyAds is this self-serve advertising platform that goes out on uh, MySpace.com and all the pages that are inherent to MySpace.com, as well as a lot of the Fox properties and everything that would be associated with the what we call the Fox Audience Network. So you, you mentioned self-serve ads. What are the choices for, for, for a publisher, somebody who's looking to do advertising? Um, there's a self-serve. What would that be likened to that we may be more familiar with, and, and what is the the alternative option? Um, so the self-serve is, is that you get basically three ad sizes. You get to upload it yourself. Uh, you get to target it based on demographics, age, uh, and all that kind of uh, uh, stuff. You know, what is their education background and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then uh, it's released out on our uh, sort of marketplace and place that way. Um, and it's, uh, it's very similar to Yahoo or Google's interface or even Facebook's interface where uh, you get to bid, you get to pick the price, you get to pick uh, your daily budget um, and what demographic you're going after, uh, 18 to 35-year-old males that live in Los Angeles or females that live in New York between the ages of 35 and 55. Whatever you want, you get to uh, pick. Um, so you mentioned demographics there, so of course I, I have to ask, what is, when we're dealing with, let's say, MySpace, um, as, as a specific, although you do serve to, to more than that, what is the sort of demographic that we can, we can hit there? What advertiser is going to do best in a, in a MySpace kind of environment, or is there a, a whole segment of, of opportunities available? Um, so the, uh, generally what is on the Internet is what is on MySpace. 
uh, we tend to be uh, a little bit slanted towards the younger and more ethnically diverse than other websites, but we uh, are generally because of the Fox Audience Network. It is basically if the, the if the demographic was who's using the internet, that would be what is on my ads. So okay, if we're going through that way, like, uh, I sort of touched on there the MySpace side, but you, you bring up another point, which is the the, the Fox Audience Network. Um, what properties can can we be looking at? And when we're in um, the MyAds interface, can we decide not just by demographic but by property where we want this to go? And what are some examples of of the properties that this could be released out on? Um, so the, some of the names that would be associated with Fox Audience Network would be MySpace.com, obviously, Fox Sports, uh, Scout.com, AskMen.com, and uh, properties associated with IGN. Uh, those are the ones that I'm at liberty to say, as well as a lot of the Fox News, uh, you know, the Wall Street Journal and all those kind of things uh, we would be associated with. Um, and what was the second part of the question? Uh, well, I was just wondering on the, I mean, basically, where where can it go, and what's our ability to fine-tune as an advertiser uh, what sites we, we want this out on? Can we just go, do we, uh, you'd mentioned deciding by demographics, so obviously that's going to be one factor in deciding where this, which properties this goes out to, but can we say, I just want it on these properties, or, or is it more demographic-based? Not as of yet, and that's why we call ourselves the audience network. We're not, uh, we don't really want uh, people going ahead and doing that, we want you to think about it as far as audience targeting. If you know that your offer converts really well with 18 to 35-year-old males that live in New York, that's what we want you to put in. Um, however, we are entertaining the concept of channel targeting. It's something that we're trying to figure out how, what's the best way of going about doing that. Uh, so it's a product that really should that be coming up. David, this is, uh, this is Jim Hedger, co-host of the show. Um, what are the ad sizes, and what's the distribution like? If, if, if uh, say, Webmaster Radio was to take an ad through my ads, where would I, uh, as an advertiser, who would I assume was, was seeing the ad? Um, so uh, the distribution of the Fox Audience Network is 158 million uh, unique users across the Internet per month. Uh, that's sort of the size of uh, the audience network that you're about. Uh, we and I don't want to. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but your basic internet leaderboard, skyscraper, and the medium rectangle are the three ad sizes that we have. And okay, we have a really well-informed and, and often quite cynical uh, uh, audience. Um, I think the cynicism comes from being so well-informed. I got to ask the question. Um, MySpace was the leading social network at one time, and it seems to have declined uh, behind Facebook, Twitter, and and other emerging networks. Is there talk at MySpace about um, changing or uh, altering or improving the offering to expand the the audience base? Um, I wouldn't be at liberty to uh, discuss that. That's not really my in my purview uh, because I'm in my ads and. and from my purview, every, everybody involved in the MyAds team is trying to perfect the MyAds product. I don't get to really get to see what's going on in the MySpace world. Indeed. Again, I'm sorry for having to ask the question. Um, it's our job, no problem. you know. Um, <laughs> the, uh, 
I, I'm going to jump in here actually because there's there's another another uh, a good question here um, that I think actually falls more under the uh, my ads. And this is from Jeff. Thanks for the for the question, Jeff. Um, and he asked, uh, like, that fans are our heavy MySpace users. Is there an ability to target? Um, them specifically, which is, I, I think, a, a pretty good question. If I was, say, a um, guitar manufacturer, for example, or, or these sorts of things, can we deal in and, and go, I just want to hit bands? Is there a way of, of doing that or through search functionality of, of their profiles go, at least we're going to maximize our, our odds of, of hitting these people? There is a way, and we call it hyper-targeting, uh, and it's, uh, I already discussed the demographic information, and then in hyper-targeting, because we're uh, MySpace or affiliated with MySpace, we have the ability to target based on users' preference that they self-identified through their MySpace. So somebody that identifies themselves as a guitarist or a member of a band or anything like that, it would be found in our occupational targeting section as well as you can find, uh, let's say that you wanted to only target people that were interested in Eminem or Kobe Bryant or all of any of those type of things that would be found in their MySpace profile, uh, that would be available as well. And what sort of information then for, for our audience, what sort of information is contained in there that we could then hyper-target um, using, obviously, you mentioned, uh, like sort of a, a search functionality where we could do this by band member. Do we get information such as, uh, you know, and, and you'd noted demographic earlier, but, um, you know, I know television preferences in some networks is, is picked up and, and stuff like that. What sort of information can we base, base this on? Um, there's 1,500 different hyper-targets, everything from fans of the, the show 24 to people that like Lost to fans of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods, football teams, basketball teams, uh, soccer teams, uh, college teams, uh, universities, uh, and then country stars, rock stars, bands, rap stars, uh, and even down to video games, World of Warcraft, um, and then uh, Mafia Wars, running the gambit of everything that pretty much everybody does on the Internet. Um, if they're a fan or they like it, uh, one of our more successful things is sort of being up on it, and so you can even be a fan of the Twilight series. And if you're on Team Jacob or Team Edward, you could even identify that. Can I do nation-specific tar- targeting? Um, I only want to target consumers in the U.K. at uh, such and such a time. Uh, we uh, we are uh, not available to do UK. Uh, we are not international as of yet. That is on our uh, product roadmap that we want to go international. Uh, we just wanted to make sure that uh, in the US we had everything locked down and perfected before we started uh, going out internationally. Now I'm going to jump in. I'm going to go a little more functional for, for just a moment here. Now I noticed I, I of course, went to the, went to the web page, noticed there's a, a credit offer, which is Great for, for anybody who's interested in, in, in launching in there. There's an opportunity to, to test it at a, at a lower cost and, and see what happens from there. But let's say I've just launched in there. I've, I've, I've seen the credit. I'm, okay, let's give this a go. Sign up, do that thing. Now what? What's involved? How long? What is my timeline from point A, hitting that activate my credit button that's on the home page, and then actually ha- seeing my ads uh, go live? Let's assume I have my, my banners already. Um, what do I uh, so let's say that you already uploaded your banners and you had everything going. Uh, you uh, could be live anywhere from 15 minutes to 24 hours. I'll say 24 hours. You would receive traffic 
um, anywhere in between that, depending on the time of the day, if it was a weekend, Monday through Friday, et cetera, et cetera, or if it was midnight, all that kind of stuff. But uh, it will be you'd be live within 24 hours uh, is our sort of service level agreement. Uh, and then what happens is like anything else, you're sent out on the web, our web serving engines sort of test you, and then it's pass or fail based on your bid amount and your click-through rate. Uh, and whether or not you're competitive in the marketplace. But at that time, you could also be within your account submitting other creatives uh, and, you know, testing and doing anything else at the same time. So what, I guess, I, uh, I'm huge on, on analytics, of course. I, I, I love this stuff. What sort of reporting? Now I've, I've got my ad. It's out there. I've, you know, what do I, do, what do I see now? Um, what sort of metrics are... are are available to me to sort of measure the the success of specific ads. Um, obviously, we'll be getting click through rate information because that's how the how the charges are. But what else am I am I going to see? Will I see if I've made my ad general? Will I see things such as the click through rate by demographic and, and stuff like that? Or what? what um, not what as of yet. We available? are working on an insight tool like that. We uh, it's just basically by campaign. We do uh, let you place a conversion pixel so you can figure out which campaigns are working and what aren't working. Because we allow you to have multiple campaigns, you can sort of design it so that you could figure out 18 to 21, 21, you know, create like a bunch of campaigns to sort of give you that information, kind of backdoor into that information, um, as well as that we do have a remarketing pixel as well, so that you could uh, target people that have already been to your website and sort of go that way. Okay, so what, I guess, uh, going sort of through there, what down the road? Um, you know, I mean, obviously, I know you've mentioned or, or alluded to a couple times these are things in development, which is is great. I mean, every everything should be evolving. What is coming up next? What can we see, say, a year from now, or, or you know, let's go into into internet terms, three to six months from now? Um, what can we expect to see that may be different? That that sort of it may be interesting to get in now, um, so that we're prepped and, and set up and ready to go, sort of three to six months from now, when when new functions are are available to us. Um, the biggest uh, sort of advances uh, that will be coming is something that I alluded to uh, before is that uh, channel targeting or the ability to sort of uh, maybe uh, do something in regards to where, to where you show up. The second part would be uh, more insights into uh, reporting or more robust uh, reporting. Um, international might be on the uh, slate as well. Um, and uh, just a maybe more ad sizes, um, and that kind of things are in it. We're constantly uh, talking to our clients and figuring out what is on the uh, product roadmap and adjusting accordingly. So when I say uh, location targeting or anything like that, that might get bumped by somebody else's uh, requirements. So it's sort of uh, very confusing as far as what is coming down the pike because we're constantly adjusting to what the marketplace demand is. David, something you said uh, early in the segment really caught my attention. I think it should catch the attention of other online marketers. Now, Fox is an extraordinarily big content network, and my ads, is, if I understood you correctly, get distributed throughout that network. Approximately, if you can estimate, how big is that network? Uh, it's 158 million unique users a month. And okay, I think, in, uh, uh, I think we're the top five uh, advertising network 
were in the top five, at least the last time I remember, as far as Comscore is concerned. That would that would hardly surprise me. Again, Fox Fox is enormous. Um, so if I'm if I'm running an ad um, in on my ads, could it conceivably end up on Fox's NFL coverage pages? Um, yes, if you, if you're targeted and your ad size was correct and all that kind of stuff, and of course your click through rate and your bid was high enough to get somewhere like that. Well, seriously, friends listening, this is. This is the kind of opportunity that uh, I'm not sure it's going to exist in a couple of years as the internet matures. You can get an ad in through my ads, and, and as, as David said, if it's targeted properly and relevant to the content, uh, you could be ending up on a page that's being looked at by hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of people. That, I, think, I think that's a phenomenal prospect. What kind of – what you said if they had the right click-through rate, if you could just guesstimate, what range are we talking here? Um, I, again, this is uh, the averages or the averages that we see is that uh, uh, 0.1% and up is, is, would be an average click-through rate, and then the bid amount that would be effective would be uh, somewhere in the point uh, or, or 30 cents and up. And you know, I th- a lot of the uh, a lot of our our listeners are used to. Working in the, you know, the Google Google, uh, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, in the Google AdWords environment. Uh, so a click through a click through rate or a uh, cost per click rate of thirty cents and up actually is is is, is kind of mellow for them. Um, that might that might seem kind of low for them. So I think this is a phenomenal opportunity. Um, unfortunately, we are skating close to the end of the show. I've got the I'm getting the hairy eye from our producers down there in Fort Lauderdale. Um, David Randall, I uh, gotta say, I gotta say thank you, David Randall, Director of Account Management, My Ads from MySpace. Thank you for taking time for joining us on Webcology today. Where can uh, where can listeners find out a little bit more about My Ads? Um, obviously, they can go to uh, myads.com um, and or click on the advertise uh, at the bottom of MySpace, advertise here, and you'll be directed to myads.com. Um, and uh, that would be about it. If they wanted to find out more uh, information or just wanted to ha- have somebody answer a question, uh, they could also email myads at myspace.com. There you go, friends. Uh, go, to, go to MySpace or go to uh, the, um, myads.com. Click on Advertise or email myads at myspace.com. David Randall, Director of Account Management, MyAds from MySpace, thank you so much for joining us on Webmaster Radio. And friends, it is getting close to the top of the hour. We have an IRN radio news break coming up, and we have Affiliate Marketer Insider following close on our heels. Uh, Stay tuned to webmasterradio.fm. We have a lot of great content coming up. And Dave, I'm... uh, Next week is Christmas Eve. The week after that is New Year's Eve. Um, We're still not sure if we're going to be doing a show or not. It'll almost certainly be pre-recorded on both days. You know what? I will will commit to it. But we will definitely probably pre-record, but I'll commit to doing a show for uh, for those two. It'll probably just be done the day before, so uh, definitely worth uh, tuning in for. In that case, friends, tune in next week and the week after to Webcology or WebmasterRadio.fm. And if you don't tune in live, you can always hear us on iTunes Radio. Friends, thank you so much for listening. We will definitely talk to you next week.